0: This is an Encore episode of Ask Me Another.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. How's it going? What's new? We're dog-sitting. Oh,
1: That's exciting.
0: Yeah. So um, basically, one of our neighbors reached out being like, hey, because they have a puppy named Noisette. Come on.
1: Oh, very cute.
0: So they said, would anybody in the building take care of our dog for a few days? Yeah, Um, and it was forwarded to me from my husband. Even though I also received the email, does that happen? You, (laughs) yeah, you both get the email, but still, will you forward it to each other? It's a way of
1: highlighting. It's (laughs) a way of highlighting the email. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and uh, yeah, and so you know, with exclamation mark and like, can we? Can we? Because somehow I am the grand decision maker in uh, this household. So then, I don't only have Lucas asking me, but my husband also is like, can we have a? (laughs) I promise I'll take care of him. <laughs> exactly. And the first thing I said back was, "Will you walk the dog?" <laughs> I don't want a dog in here. <laughs> so, um so we so Nwazette has become uh, part of our life for this week and NoaZed is a puppy. Yeah. NoaZed is is barely a year old and has puppy energy right. and, you know, I will say that it is very cute to watch that thing where you have a little 5-year-old boy which I have and then a basically a puppy and the 5-year-old boy throws a tennis ball and oh. the dog cannot believe this is happening yeah yeah and gets to run and get it and bring it back and they just do that
1: I mean it's a very it's a very sweet relationship it's it's like it's it was we were built to do this puppies were built to do that and and little children were built to do that it's great <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we are temporary dog parents, and it's very
1: nice. Yeah, that's I
2: gotta say. fantastic. It's
0: very fun. I like it. Oh, slippery slide, right?
1: Yeah, I know. Before you know it, you'll be a real dog owner.
0: Maybe, maybe, but you know what? We we have some people to take care of, Jonathan. You and I. We yeah. have we have a, a show to take care of. We promised our listeners we're going to take care of them to you know deliver some some games.
1: That's right. We have responsibilities uh, to deliver uh, walkies and treats to That's our right. to our many listeners right. with puppy energy.
0: They're like, "Is it now? Is it now? Is now, it now? now? Yes. yes, yes, listeners, it is, it is now." On today's show, he plays a menacing fried chicken restaurant owner on Better Call Saul and a menacing baby Yoda hunter on The Mandalorian. We have Giancarlo Esposito. Plus, rapper Don Will and comedian Bethany Van Delft will play a game called, is it broccoli? And first, we'll play games with two people we can thank for the gene-smart renaissance. So let's do it. It's time to put another relationship on the line for your entertainment. <laughs> Lucia Yellow and Paul W. Downs are actors, writers, directors, and a couple. They collaborated on Broad City and Rough Night, and their new HBO Max show, Hacks, follows a legendary comedian played by Gene Smart. Lucia, Paul, welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank well, you so well, much well. for having us. Um, so, Paul, Lucia, I feel like... Uh, your relationship and, in some ways, your creative career all boils down to a UCB class. And by that, I mean Upright Citizens Brigade. Mm-hmm. That, is that the, is, that's
3: the case? That is level the, one? Not even UCB <laughs> proper. Because
4: so, UCB grew a, a lot. So it was at Champion Studios Midtown. in Midtown. I think
3: it's 39th and 8th.
4: Good memory,
0: and so it was like those places where you can rent a studio, and some people are rehearsing opera, some people are going through
3: a scene. There's a dance class, maybe. Exactly,
0: exactly
4: that. <laughs>
3: Somebody's crying in the other room. You don't know if it's acting or not,
0: or if it's just, or if
4: it's just part of the Irish step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and so, and so, what was your interest in taking this class? Was this like I want to do comedy? Was it something else?
4: I had done comedy and improv comedy in college. Very cool. Very unique. And (laughs) (laughs) when I graduated, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do... I'm just going to submit myself for parts and audition and do some regular old acting. And then I really missed doing improv. And I was like... But
3: it was Kismet that he waited a couple months because that's when I was there and we met and...
4: And I remember her walking in because I got there very early, very nervous, very type A. Had to be on a team. Was ready to be a marquee show person (laughs) very soon. (laughs) And Lucia came like 15 minutes late and she's like, hey, (laughs) very chill. She's like, what are we doing? Cool. Um, Absolutely no fear. Absolutely full of confidence. And
3: I think, I don't know if it was in that very first class, but one of the very first classes, Paul did something very funny. And I said to the woman teaching the class write that down. I told the instructor <laughs> to write that down because I thought he was so funny and I didn't want to forget it. And I didn't have a pen with me. So I asked her to write it down, I guess for me.
4: Again, confidence, <laughs> confidence and taste. Unfortunately,
3: treating, treating her like a writer's assistant. But I, um, yeah, I will say at the end of the class, I was like, oh, I signed up for level two. And she said, I'm surprised. So I think we're fine. I think we're, I'm <laughs> Uh, And now, of course, you have a great new
0: series at HBO Max called Hacks, following a legendary comedian, played by Gene Smart, brilliantly, Uh, and... Gene smart, right? I mean, yes. I mean. Or a national judge. treasure, absolute Incredible. treasure.
3: <laughs> Genius, legend, <laughs> throw it in a blender. I don't know the full Lady Gaga quote, but there's some yes, Lady Gaga throw quote. throw it in a blender. <laughs> Pick it up. And you know, as <laughs> much as Gene
4: much as has worked prolifically and has been a fan favorite in so many things in the past, as fabulous as she is and as, I think, appreciated as she is, we always felt she was underappreciated and mm-hmm. are so happy. She gets to do this leading role where yes. she shows so much of her range.
0: Uh, I do remember this because she was part of uh, Watchmen yes. and I have a friend that was like who's that who's that new actress on Watchmen like she must have just, and I was like oh did you call uh, but, the cops? You know, <laughs> Yeah did you have that person <laughs> <Yeah>. arrested <laughs> yeah. They 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 had to be quiet for a while <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh okay we have a couple great games for you are yeah. you are you ready for your ask me another challenge Yes. Hey, so we're nervous <laughs> Yeah 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 don't worry about don't worry it's going to be all good So this is an audio quiz. We are going to simply play you a clip of a celebrity doing a voiceover in a television ad.
4: Mm-mm.
0: You just have to tell us who it is.
4: Now, I think we might be really good at this, which probably means we will get none correct. But because, <laughs> yeah, I, okay,
1: I, okay, I, okay good.
4: You know,
3: I, he I does actually, like it. Is like a fun game for him. Always, I do remember.
4: like doing this when we're watching him being. Yeah. You know, when we're hearing like a pharmaceutical oh, ad yeah. being like, Felicity Huffman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, okay.
0: Lucia, this first one is for you. Mm -hmm. If Lego Batman wants you to eat Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, it's probably a very serious and important thing to do.
5: For those who love peanut butter and those who want to get married to peanut butter.
3: The unmistakable Will Arnett. Yes, mm-hmm. good one. Good. What an incredible Very good. tenor! I think he uh, actually did voice. voiceover for commercials before he was like On a, a famous actor. Wow! Oh, is that true? Oh. I think that's true. I, I might be this wrong. I wish I had that. Voice. The, the Arnett Hive oh. come after me if I'm wrong, but right. I think mean, they will. Uh, it's always. I mean, the the words he had to say in that is. I
0: think that I would call that a false premise. Like for those who want to get married to peanut butter, I've. I've <laughs> no. no. Yeah. There's so no.
4: Though <laughs> it's interesting that the they didn't want to draw people. In. They didn't want to make it accessible. It was for those few yeah. people who are actually wanting to marry peanut butter. Yeah, it's, it's for chocolate. The
1: way Reese's Peanut chocolate. Butter Cups has justified their existence in commercials has always, I think, put too much emphasis on how much people love peanut butter. The, the, where somebody, they used to have somebody walking down the street eating chocolate, which, fine, I understand. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. another person walking down the street eating out of a jar of peanut butter? Wow,
4: well, yeah. but yeah. guess who loves peanut butter? I do love peanut butter. I don't know that I would walk down the street doing it now, yeah. No, but hey, right.
1: certainly
4: in my twenties, <laughs> potentially, potentially.
1: <laughs> All right, Paul. This is for you. This actor's turn as Puss in Boots clearly prepared him to play the Nasenex B.
2: That glorious season of nasal congestion.
5: <laughs> Discover Nasonex Mometasome Furet monohydrate, <laughs> the only prescription nasal spray approved to relieve nasal congestion due to seasonal allergies.
4: It's Antonio Banderas. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to I, I absolutely love the intro clues. I think I would have gotten <laughs> yes. it without. I think I okay, not to be not to be braggadocious, wow. but I bet you would. I bet you would have.
0: Oh, so you're saying up the challenge is that uh, what you're is that we saying?
4: Let's try. Let's try. Let's up the challenge.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh you know what? I'll play you the clip, Lucia, mm-hmm. and then if you need the extra, right. you let me know. Okay. okay. Here's your
3: next one. We've long held on to a simple belief. We're a people company. We just happen to fly planes. Uh, Rashida Jones?
0: Yes! Yes! Well done!
4: (laughs) Really good. I don't know if I would have gotten that one.
0: Were you doing a little rope
4: dope there? It looked like you didn't know it. I I didn't uh... at
3: first. It was only at the end that I got it.
4: She did get it, though, as you know.
3: She did (laughs) get it. We were all
4: here.
1: (laughs) All right, I guess, uh, Paul, here is one for you. I will not read the setup. Let's
5: go right into the clip. There are no pecan chicken salad sandwich wars out there. Nope. This Arby's made to order masterpiece can't be topped, except very literally by honey wheat. Arby's, we have the meat.
4: Oof. It's Bing
5: Rams? No. Oh, Ving Rams! Yeah, that is yeah, yeah,
3: right. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, Ving Rams yeah, right. had
4: the. Ving Rams. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Here's your next one.
3: Nationwide insurance members who add vanishing deductible get $100 off for every year of safe driving. We put members first because we don't have shareholders. i let Paul take this
4: one. Absolutely, Julie Roberts.
0: Yes, absolutely correct. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You know that. You know that. You were
4: so confident from like... Honestly, I don't. She has a very distinct voice to me. I feel like I... I
1: am not good at this game. I, my oh. wife is the one who's always like, oh, that's whoever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. And it's it's the kind of thing where, like, I can hear the voice and I know that it's somebody. Yep. But I can't – I cannot connect it to a face. I think yeah. there's something wrong with my brain. Mm.
4: No. I mean, there might be a thing with, like, you know how people have face blindness? Mm-hmm. That may also be a thing for – Voice blindness. blindness. I'm, I'm voice blind. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Yeah. I have some face blindness. Yeah.
3: That's it's why I'm, I enter a restaurant first, so that if there's anyone we know, I can point them out. <laughs>
4: That's amazing. My therapist is like, I will diagnose you. I think it's tr- I think it's true. I don't think I, I think you do have face blindness because oftentimes i will go into the wrong therapy room and it, she has to. So she's 10 like she's in. like it's real. It's real.
1: Okay. This is the last clue of the game. It's the biggest thing that
5: ever happened to small. Lease the GLA 250 SUV for just $399 a month at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer.
4: Oh wow, John Hamm. John Ham, that's yes.
0: right. Yeah. A powerful version. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's a very muscly John. He's serving Mercedes energy and I think that's <laughs> yeah. at what you know, he understood the assignment as they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, He's swinging a little say.
1: Mercedes swagger back. And forth. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We'll play another game with Lucia and Paul after the break and later from Better Call Saul and the Mandalorian Giancarlo Esposito will join us. So hide your baby Yodas. I'm Ophira Eisenberg and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with two creators of the HBO Max show, Hacks, Lucia on Yellow, and Paul W. Downs. Are you ready for another one? Please, hit me. All right. All right. Okay, so this is a word game. uh, And what we're doing is that we're ruining U.S. capitals by changing the first letter of their names. So your job is to figure out the original city as well as its new name.
1: For example... If we said, have you heard the chickens are laying eggs all over the capital of Colorado? You'd answer, Denver, more like Henver.
4: Got you. Uh, And I
1: feel as though nice. it's important to be very snarky and sarcastic when you do it.
4: Okay. okay. Got it. Yep. yep That's yep, just yep, how yep, I yep. have it in my head. <laughs> I want to just
3: clarify that I wasn't born in America. So she came to it, this
4: country without a dollar to her name, without speaking a word of English. So let's all remind. So if I you don't know. know the
3: state capitals, it's it's an... it's a. It's an Italian thing, baby. Well, you know what? I totally understand. I actually only became an
0: American citizen in early April. Wow! Congratulations. uh,
4: And I knew them all. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh Maybe you needed to know them for the test. I don't know.
0: (laughs) You do not. Okay. okay. (laughs) You do not. Okay. Let's let's give it a shot. Um, You know what, Paul? Let's start with you, Paul. In Wisconsin's capital, people tell corny jokes. They wear socks with sandals, unironically, and answer every question with, uh, go ask your mother.
1: Wow. Right. It's a multi-stage <laughs> this puzzle-solving process. This
4: is hard on a level.
1: Okay. I, I no, we're
4: here for you. So it's Madison, yes? Yes. We, I and know then, it's Madison. And okay, so we got socks, we got cheese, we got <laughs> go ask your mother. Okay, so Madison, more like daddison. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, Lucia, breaking
1: news. Voters across Louisiana have elected felines as their state representatives. I hope they like an emotionally withholding government meow.
3: Okay. Baton Rouge, more like cat and two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right.
4: It's...
5: <laughs> Cat and <laughs> Cat
4: and tuge. I think your, listener, like, your,
0: your listener's
3: going to
4: be like, Cat and tuge. They're like,
3: oh, she is, English is her second language. <laughs> That's great. Okay,
0: Paul, how about this one? I have a message for the residents of the capital of Connecticut. Take a Pepto, people. It smells like you only eat beans, cheese, and soy meat. Sorry, not sorry, but you're silent and deadly.
3: Hartford?
1: More like Fartford. <laughs> Yes! Yes.
3: yes. <laughs> good job. Pretty
1: good. All right, last one for you, Lucia. The capital of Tennessee used to be known for country music, bachelorette parties, and those weird buses you pedal while getting drunk. But the city's new culture is all about cannabis and potato breakfasts.
3: Uh Oh, Nashville. More like Hashville. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. that's right. She's yes. got it. Yum. I love hash. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> well... You did wonderfully on that. Both
0: of them, fantastic. And again, congratulations. Hacks is streaming on HBO Max. Lucia on yellow. Paul W. Downs, thank you so much for joining us. What an absolute
4: pleasure. Thank you for having us. It was a complete and joy.
3: (laughs) Ciao for now. I
0: can't believe
4: we did well and we stayed together. We stayed together. I can't
1: believe (laughs) it. Yeah, it worked out in the end. It worked
4: out. (laughs) It all worked out. Uh, I love it.
0: I am so excited for our next two guests. Bethany Van Delft is a comedian who hosts the PBS digital series about the science of parenting called Parental Logic, and she also hosts a podcast for kids about news called The 10 News. Don Will is half of the hip-hop duo Tanya Morgan. Their latest single is called A Whole Mood from their upcoming album, Dawn and Vaughn. Don Will, Bethany, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hey. Hi. So wait a second. So I know you, obviously, Bethany, I know you from many shows, comedy way back. Don, well, I know you from comedy shows in New York, Yep, whole smattering of them. But how do you know each other?
6: We did a show. I did a show that he was DJing on. And I was I was deeply in my anxiety. And so I don't know what happened. I think I performed, I'm not sure. And then I went upstairs, everybody went upstairs and had drinks and while I was gripping my highball glass, um, just trying to get the drink to shoot into my face so I could feel okay, um, there was music on in the background. I believe it was Shaka Khan and it was Papillon and that just, it calmed my heart, (laughs) it calmed me and it. Like, Shaka was like, get out of here, anxiety. And I was like, oh, Sean Papillon. (laughs) And I don't even know if those are the words or not. And then another song came on, and another song. It was like the soundtrack of my life. And then I was happy, and I was calm, and I looked over. Don spinning. He's looking right at me. And I was like... Oh, you saw that, auntie. Over in the corner, bouncing, bouncing, singing the wrong French words to Papillon. And you're like, check this out, auntie. And I was like, okay. I see you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: So the DJ side of that story is that usually when we're DJing, we find a, like we find a person that we, that's really vibing out and we're like, I'm DJing for her. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like, nice. It, especially if it's just a room full of people casually milling about and like there's nobody really paying attention. You just find that person that's like into it. So I was like, "Oh, she likes it." So I was playing like that vein of songs and I say, I say "Show some papillon." I don't know what they're saying, but I say "Show some." I don't <laughs> show know if some papillon some is.
6: Papillon. I like that. <laughs> but show some butterfly, man. Show some butterfly. But,
2: so after the show ended, we all ended up upstairs in the little um thing indoors and we were just kind of like hanging out. And her question did get kind of like deep. I don't remember what the question was, but the funny thing about me is that I live for the deep. Like I'm the mm-hmm. person that it's like meeting me at a party is kind of weird because I'm like, so what's the most stressful thing about your life right now? Like I just want to <laughs> know.
5: <laughs> yeah. There's no like, like
2: conversation with me. So it was just kind of like, like, I was
6: like, I see something in her. i I'm like, Oh my God, let me tell you <laughs> the galaxy is expanding, but no one knows how fast. <laughs>
0: And Bethany, you know, we've, we've shared many a stand-up stage, but you also, you host a, a digital series on PBS about the science of parenting, mm-hmm. parental logic. Mm-hmm. I don't do the science part, but yes. Yeah, but you're yes. there to, you absorb the science part. You've, and as a, yes. as a parent, is there, help me, is there anything, any? <laughs> <laughs> no, as a parent,
6: there's nothing you can do. Um, it <laughs> helps to have a pediatrician friend that you can text. Um, just keep it all in one text. Don't okay. use texting right. as punctuation. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
6: um, yeah, that helps. You have no, no idea how many times I've texted Alok and been like, oh, my God, is this a thing? And then he's chill. He's a guru. He's like, she's going to figure this out. And I'm not going to respond so I don't embarrass her. And then he gives me enough time to figure it out. And then I text him back and go, figured it out. And then he texts right away, I knew you would.
0: (laughs) That's nice at the end. There's no reprimanding. It's just like, good for you. I I, I believe in you. It's just that I believe in (laughs) you. You can do this. Okay. Don Will, I was just thinking that obviously I haven't seen you on stage for a while, but you have a new album coming out.
2: You've created some content. I do. The album's titled Don and Vaughn, so it's just, it's just, we're the guys behind the, the, the rap group named after a fictitious woman. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like letting the facade down a little. Okay. Um, and the first single is called A Whole Mood featuring Jack Davey from J. Davey fame. And yeah, it's just a song talking about discovering what we love and hate about ourselves and deciding, like, you know, everybody's making and do and, and, and pushing mm-hmm. through. Yes. Without, that's my old campaign slogan. Making do and pushing through. Make Vote do <laughs> that, through. that
1: is so good. <laughs> Amazing.
0: All right. Well, let's play some games. Yes. So here's how this works. You get to work together in this one. Uh, and Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in the game called Other Ots.
1: Yes. This is the latest in our award-eligible series
4: <laughs> of, decade-themed
1: <laughs> of decade-themed music parodies about history. We, we rewrote popular songs from the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts, to make them about things from the aughts of other centuries. So the 1900s, the 1800s, going all the way back to year zero. So to earn full credit, just tell me what I'm singing about, or tell me the song that I'm parodying, or the artist who made it famous. And then for extra credit, there's a bonus point. You can guess what centuries aughts the thing comes from.
6: Oh, okay.
1: okay. All right, here we go. It's got hammers and strings, Alicia Keys plays it. It's got black and white keys, Billy Joel plays it. It can be grand or upright, Red Charles plays it. Though we couldn't reach the pedals, keyboard cat played it. Meow, meow, meow. 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 I know what
2: it's about. All right. Piano.
1: A piano. That is correct.
2: It is Beyonce put a ring on it.
1: There. Yeah, Beyonce single ladies. That's right. Well done. Yeah. For bonus point, can you tell me when do you think the first piano appeared?
2: Mm, Beethoven was that. out here playing the piano. So, yeah, we know the right? piano yeah. existed. Mm-hmm. In Beethoven's At least in the 1700s. 1700s. So, I'm so I'm very that, bad right? with years. Let's, 16, let's, let's, 1600s. 1600s. Let's go 1600s? with 1600s.
6: I feel like they started with harpsichord and then when people were like ging 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 ging, 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 ging. <laughs> Too much somebody yeah, somebody was yeah. like Yo yo, hang on, hang on. How about this? And then it was like, and it was piano.
0: Someone also was like, "We need something to fall on cartoon characters."
1: <laughs> Fred, harpsichords aren't heavy enough. Nobody's going to buy it. Uh, you're, you're very close. It actually is the 1700s okay. uh, when uh, when pianos first arrived on the scene. Uh, but your, your description of the history is correct. There were there were uh, other uh, keyboard instruments before the har- harpsichord. The uh, clavichord, all these other things, and the piano. The thing about the piano was that it, you could play loudly or softly on it because it has ah. these hammers, and the way the mechanism works, you can hit it softly or loudly. And it's called the, It was called the pianoforte, meaning soft loud.
2: Yeah. I like it. I like it. My new name is pianoforte.
1: Piano <laughs> that <forte>. is a <laughs> That's
6: a dope. That's a dope rap. Rap name pianoforte. <laughs> like it piano really is. It is. I like it.
1: All right. Here's another one. Tried to stop the getaway car, but it won't go, go, go. I should have fled, but my phone is dead. Oh no, no, no. Electricity, lack of it is screwing me. Without this little power source, now my life is gonna blow, blow, blow.
2: Okay, it's about a phone charger.
1: Uh, that's actually a good guess. We're actually looking for a battery. I'll, g- I'll give it to you, because basically we're onto the power thing. But battery is what we're yep. looking for.
6: And it is uh, it is Amy Winehouse.
1: That's right. Amy Winehouse Rehab. A jam. It is absolutely a jam. Uh, for a bonus point, can you tell me in which century's aughts did Alessandro Volta invent the
2: first true battery? Hmm. 1800s?
1: Oh, that's right. Nice. In the aughts of the 1800s. That's right. It was known as the Voltaic Pile, which is another fantastic rap name. The Voltaic Voltaic Pile. That's the name of the album.
6: I feel like that's a punk band. Yeah. do you think?
0: Voltaic Pile. Maybe hardcore. So, Alessandro Volta. So, Volts are named after
1: Volta. That's right. That's how you I do know. that.
0: Got to you got to get you got to get famous first.
1: You got to invent a thing. I can't
0: <laughs> I can't wait for Ophe's. What are what are Ophe's going to be? Measurements of fatigue. There you go. <laughs> How are you doing?
6: How are you doing today? I'm all right. I mean, I feel like eleven or eight ofis. That sounds
4: perfect. eleven or
6: eight. I can't even. I can't even say numbers in order. Eleven <laughs> or eight is excellent. My mouth said that without my permission.
4: That
2: means you are actually at two ofis. That's
1: right. You're at about two or three. You're ofies, overestimating your ofis.
2: All
1: right. Here's another one. I use you when I need to emphasize titles of books, films, and albums. You kind of look like cursive to my eyes. Push the font to the right. Don't you know that you're slanted? Um,
2: I know it. Let's do it together. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three.
6: Italics. Italics.
1: Italics is correct. That's right. Yes.
2: And the song? Did you recognize the song? I did recognize the song. Did you, Bethany? I sure did. On the count of three, let's do it again. Artist and (laughs) song. Okay, let's do it. One, two, three. three. Britney Spears. uh, Toxic.
6: Yes.
0: (laughs) That was good. That was good.
1: And for a bonus point, can you tell me, in what centuries' aughts were italics
2: first used? I want to go with, I'm going to get specific, late 1700s, early 1800s.
1: Ooh. Very specific, but incorrect. Much,
0: much (laughs) earlier, in fact. I like all the detail, but here's the truth.
1: (laughs) It was in the 1500s, in the aughts of the 1500s. According to Britannica, italics were first invented by a printer in Venice who wanted to emulate the look of informal handwriting.
2: Hmm. Wow. Wow. 1500s? Yeah. They were out here fonting in 1500s? Out here in these streets,
6: fonting it up. That's crazy. I thought it was. I thought it was just. They were like, "It's going to be called Leany. and Italo was like, "Italo was like, no, it's Italo. I'm I'm Italo. I made it up.
1: This is called Italics." All right. Here's another one. Masses like energy's true brother. They can change into each other. Square the light speed, and you'll be finer. In this equation from Einsteiner, Steiner, Steiner, Ein, 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 from Albert Einsteiner, Steiner, Steiner, Ein, Ein, Ein. <laughs> um,
6: that's Riri. Yes. Rihanna. It is
1: Riri, that's right.
6: Rihanna. Um,
1: the song Umbrella. Is- mm hmm. And
2: uh, you know what I was singing about? I want to say energy.
1: <laughs> it is, actually. It is uh, Einstein's yep. theory. theory. Uh, Einstein's equation, uh, energy equals, E equals? MC squared. MC squared, that's right. The yep. theory, theory of, of special relativity. relativity.
0: And just so you know, if you would have said general relativity, we would have said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Totally you different that. theory. Yeah, that's 10 years later.
2: Yeah, that's, that's just who your cousins and aunts and uncles are. Like, that's general relativity. <laughs> yeah.
0: if,
6: if she's older than not, and she's known your mother more than 30 years, she is not. That's
1: right. True indeed. Yeah, that's the rule. For a bonus point, in what century's aughts did Albert Einstein first publish the theory of special relativity? 19. 1900s, that's right. Exact year was 1905.
2: Just like Oof. yesterday. <laughs>
1: All right. All right, this is the last one. It's me at the zoo or Charlie biting someone's finger. Just upload and watch. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you, we all saw. Will it blend?
2: We got Rick rolled. You got a guess? Yes. Go.
6: Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: You first. no, 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 no. That's good. Kelly, you're right. You Kelly Clarkson, it. since you've been gone. Yeah,
2: because I didn't know the song at all. So thank you. Like I, I See, teamwork. I could I I could hear it, but I couldn't place it. But I think it's about YouTube.
1: It is about yes. YouTube. Yeah, that is correct.
2: When you said Charlie biting the finger, that was when I lost it. I lost it. <laughs>
0: Right, you were brought back to that wa- that moment of watching that.
2: Yeah, I think about that video at least once a week and laugh.
1: <laughs> for a bonus point, in what century's odds was mm. the first YouTube video, Me at the Zoo, uploaded? I feel like it was 2000s. Yeah, I yeah, think yes. yeah. it was yeah. the 2000s. Yes. That's correct.
0: Well done. I know I it was like for a brief second you're like well, what was it? Oh okay. god, was it 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> I More with Bethany and Don Will after the break, plus from Better Call Saul and The Mandalorian, I'll talk to TV bad guy Giancarlo Esposito. This interview will blow you away. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
1: NPR's Ask Me Another, I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with comedian Bethany Van Delft and Don Will from the hip-hop duo Tanya Morgan. Are you ready for another one? Yes. I am. All right. So so also, when we uh, talked to you before the show, you told us a little bit about what you're interested in. Uh, Don Will, you told us that you're interested in gardening. I am. And uh, Bethany, you told us that you're interested in the culinary arts. Mm -hmm. So we have a great game for you. In your supermarket's produce section, there are a lot of plants that look very different but are actually the exact same species. Brassica Oh!
2: In
0: other words, what we're trying to say is that a whole bunch of vegetables are all just secretly broccoli.
2: This is like when I
1: found out cucumbers were fruit. (laughs) So we have a game for you called, Is It Broccoli. And this is how this is going to work. We're going we're to name a piece of produce. All you have to do is tell us if it is a cultivation of Brassica aleracea, i.e., it is broccoli, or if it's actually an entirely different plant species, i.e., it is not broccoli. And listeners, if you have any complaints about this game and the way we're talking about the taxonomy of vegetables, please send any complaints to shortwave at npr.org.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don Will, this first one is for you cauliflower. Is it broccoli?
2: So, um, I want to say yes, because it looks so much like broccoli, but I know this is a yes or no thing, but Mm -hmm. is that what makes it not broccoli? Is it like the ghost of broccoli? Is it kind of (laughs) like... Is it like <laughs> destined to like like broccoli? broccoli. Yeah. Why don't they market that? Oh no. of
3: broccoli, spooky
2: broccoli. Uh. I'm spooky. I like we have broccoli, Rob, and spooky broccoli. I'm going to go with spooky <laughs> broccoli. It is broccoli, in my opinion. I think it's
0: broccoli. It is. Yes, you are right.
1: Absolutely, it is broccoli. <laughs> Do you know what I wish was better? I just made I just made a roasted cauliflower head. You know where? you yeah. Cook the Yeah, whole... yeah. I wish it was better because it looks good, and then I ate it, and I was like, "This is okay," but. Ultimately, it's just cauliflower. It was a little disappointing. Can I
6: give you a tip? Yeah, please. Oil it up good with olive yeah. oil. Salt it more than you think is okay. Uh huh. And put <laughs> it upside down on a sheet pan at four twenty-five for twenty minutes. Don't touch it.
1: Upside down, head head down yourself. Yes,
6: because the little the little uh, it will caramelize. It'll burn a little bit. It'll caramelize yeah. a little bit, and then it's still not going to be exactly what you want to eat. But it's very, very good. <laughs> it's getting closer.
1: It's very good. <laughs> all right. Okay, Bethany. Yes. Collard greens. Are they broccoli?
6: I think that this is tricky. And I think broccoli does have leaves. Like all mm-hmm. we ever see is the head with the florets, right? But That's there right. are leaves underneath. Yes. What if good. somebody cut those leaves off and stewed them for a long time? Would they be collard greens? Maybe. So I'll say Yes.
1: You are correct. <gasps> Collards and kale, also the same species. All, all three, the same species. Okay, no. I'm
6: done. Goodbye. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Yeah, you're great. You're doing
0: great. All right. Don Will, asparagus. Is it broccoli?
1: It is not
2: broccoli. <laughs>
0: no. Yes.
2: Good response. That's
0: right. Yeah, it's not broccoli. No.
1: All right, Bethany, chives. Are chives broccoli?
6: No, chives are not. They're the onion family, correct?
1: Yeah, you're Ooh, correct. Okay. They're, they're in the allium family along with onions, garlic, leek, and scallions. Also daffodils related to those things.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: But don't eat them because they're poisonous.
0: Ooh. All right, Don, well, Brussels sprouts. Is it
2: broccoli? Yes. No. Yes?
0: Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused.
2: Like I've, I've broken my brain. I'm gonna go final answer, final answer, final answer. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yes, they are. They are Brussels sprouts are broccoli. Yeah. Do you like Brussels sprouts? Do you both like Brussels sprouts or not like them? I like them oiled
6: and salted. Yes, <laughs> way yes. too much salt. Yes. Yep. And deep fried. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh so yeah. Oh good. good.
1: All right, Bethany. This is the last question in this game. Cole Robbie. Which is German for cabbage turnip. I don't know if you. I. I, I don't. I could not picture I, one in my mind.
6: I call Robbie all the time, but he oh, don't you ever. He right. don't ever call me back.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
6: Sorry. Nice. I think that it
0: is. It is. You are correct. Yeah.
1: All cabbages, in fact, belong to the Brassica family.
2: I did not know that, but it makes sense.
0: So I'd just like to point out in that game, every single question was answered perfectly. I just wanted to point that out. Well done. alert! Woo! You both did great again! Thank you so much. Bethany Van Delft is a comedian, and she hosts a PBS digital series about the science of parenting called Parental Logic. She also hosts a news podcast for kids called The 10 News. Don Will is half of the hip-hop duo Tanya Morgan, and their latest single is called A Whole Mood from their upcoming album, Don and Vaughn. Don Will, Bethany, thank you so much. Yay, thank you for having us.
6: Yes, that thank you. was so much
2: you. fun. Had a great time. Uh- <laughs>
0: It's time to welcome our special guest. He plays drug king Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and its prequel, Better Call Saul. And he currently stars in a ton of other shows, including Amazon's The Boys and Disney Plus's Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Giancarlo Esposito, welcome to Ask Me Another.
5: Pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to be with you and all of your fans on Ask Me Another. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, Giancarlo, Carlo, I understand that you are zooming in from New Mexico a somewhere in New Mexico because you are on you're on set you're on location
5: I'm on location on better call Saul the final sixth and fantastic season that we're shooting
0: yes there. Uh, and how is it in New Mexico
5: you know it's a, a beautiful day we've had a couple of very beautiful days this is a, this is a very monsoon kind of type of year. Okay. Uh, season. Uh, It's coming a little early. So we get some some rain dropping down from the mountains. But it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here.
0: Is that affecting shooting or are you all inside anyways?
5: You know, by August at three in the afternoon, it pours rain no matter where you are in Albuquerque. (laughs) And it does it for about an hour and goes away. So it hasn't affected us yet, but it will. We're ready for it.
0: So, you know, before we have uh, a celebrity on our show, we try to do some research as to, you know, what they are into outside of, obviously, the their career. And am I write in saying, you get to tell me if this is correct, we read on um, tvguide.com that you're, you play the saxophone. Is that correct?
5: I'm a student of the saxophone. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, you know, I can probably play a few bars of Summertime, maybe get through the whole piece, uh, a tune that my mother sang years ago when she was an up-and-coming artist and singer. Uh, so I do love musical instruments, uh, yeah. uh, but the saxophone is one of my favorites. I haven't mastered it, sadly, but I do love to play. How long have you been playing? I've been playing around with it for about 10 years. Okay. Oh, wow. All right.
1: And are you learning, learning to improvise and, and uh, solo over chords and that sort of thing?
5: Well, so I started improvising on the jazz piano years ago. It's a music that I love because it held a lot of self-expression that wasn't defined by, you know, a title mm-hmm. like bebop or, or um, classical music or a certain co- cool jazz. It was really coming from someone's um, improvisational skill but soul, more of a soulful expression to me.
1: Yeah, and so you've got you've got the jazz in your head. You just need to get it under your fingers for the saxophone, right? That's that's the challenge, right?
5: That's correct. It's you know matching the fingers and the breath. And so I do right. some yoga, which helps to understand the breath. And I, mm. I'm always curious about a cat, uh, uh, Rasan Roland Kirk who could play two saxophones at a time, and I can't even play one. So, <laughs>
0: And then, am I also right in saying that you uh, make your own hats?
5: Well, I have a hand in designing some of the hats yeah. that I wear. I have a oh. long history of um, love for, for hats and love for hat makers, because I just feel like it's a skill that's been lost.
0: I actually, I worked for a Milner right out uh, after college. I got a job at a hat store and she was also a Milner. And uh, her theory was, hey, everyone has a head. You can sell hats <laughs> too. everyone. Everyone does have a head. So, yeah. And she was very into uh, just reshaping hats. She would take people's, like, you know, any kind of felt hat people had. And they said, it doesn't fit right. And she would go through a whole process of reshaping it for them.
5: Well, it's... it's um. It's something you start to to have knowledge about if you have interest, like anything else. Yeah. Life. And yeah. I have interest in so many things. But then when I first learned that I wasn't um, a round oval, but uh, I was a long oval, it changed <laughs> yeah. the game. Changed everything. Now, I should have known, looking at my profile, I got a football head. <laughs> you know, that's – yeah, Jonathan's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, You know, obviously, we just mentioned that you are working on the sixth and final season of Better Call Saul. And just to give context, this show is a prequel to Breaking Bad. You play Gus Fring on both the shows. And Gus is a drug kingpin who owns and operates a chain of very respectable fried chicken restaurants. But that you were reluctant to bring Gus back for Better Call Saul. Why was that?
5: I was resistant to Breaking Bad because I, 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 I... Look, I read a story about these two young Utah boys who were, you know, peddling religion and went down and turned out and got turned out and then were peddling meth. And I went, oh, man, do I want to be within this story that tells it as it is truthfully? But do I want to be the guy who's producing the product that's corrupting people? And so I knew way back 10 years ago with Breaking Bad that that I had to be aware and responsible for that if I took that part. I said, I'm, I don't want to do anything. I, I don't want to be the stereotypical dude who's the bad guy selling the drugs. I want to be a guy who has other deeper reasons for pursuing the road that he's pursuing. So then coming back to Saul, it was like, oh shoot, I did that. Like what else is there to do? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I, you had closure with it to a certain extent took part of me, like part of me, still wanted to explore the world of Gus. There was six, six years or so earlier than Breaking Bad, right. and I thought the opportunity to make bookends intrigued me. Yeah, in television, right, right,
0: yeah. And you play another bad guy on the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, Moff Gideon. He's chasing baby Yoda, a.k.a. the child or Grogu. Yeah. But, and so, but of course, you know, as uh, someone who's w- watched it, I'm aware that that is a puppet <laughs> that you are playing against. Uh,
5: I, I have to say it's hard to keep that awareness once you meet Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'm looking at at you know something that looks so very real, uh, and it's looking at you, begging you to love it and pay attention to it. It's as simple as that. And how do you do that? And once someone starts to manipulate the baby, it becomes even more adorable. Yeah. So we had that initial meeting and shook its little hand and petted it its little furry big ears <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and realize that you have to honor this. This is the goal, the child. So even Moff Gideon mm. has to come to it with reverence.
0: So, and, you know, I was thinking, so that is, uh, as you describe that, I am also just thinking of a parallel that one of your first roles in your 20s was on, uh, was on Sesame Street. You were, were part of four episodes of Sesame Street in the early 80s. uh, And you played
5: Big Bird's camp counselor, Mickey. I sure did. I love my time on Sesame Street. Yeah, I I love education. I love learning. And so I knew Sesame Street was going to be a gig that was going to be very special. So we
0: love Sesame Street here, too. Uh, And so we have a game for you uh, about, about Sesame Street. Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, We know that a lot of famous people, like yourself, have appeared on the show. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play you an audio clip of a famous person on Sesame Street, and you just have to tell us who you're hearing. Here we go. Okay. So this person has been on Sesame Street many, many times to promote healthy eating. What are you doing here on Sesame Street? I'm about to have this nice, healthy breakfast. Hmm. Breakfast, you say? Yeah, breakfast. You know, the very first meal of the day. <gasps> Michelle Obama. Yes, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah, love it. Only, only Grover could start a conversation with uh, Michelle Obama and say, "What are you doing here?" Like, only a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's certain love things it. that yeah. Muppets can do that obviously people cannot.
1: <laughs> All right. in In this clip, Snuffleupagus is starring in a movie called The Summer of Snuffy, directed by somebody that you have worked with
2: please act sad
5: you're killing me uh, okay i'll pretend <laughs> oh, you're pretend killing me yes. that. Spike oh, Lee. can we do this <laughs> yes we can you know oh my goodness uh, i now i've got to call him i didn't know he even did that you surprised me <laughs> i love it uh and he sounds intense i mean it's he really does yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes man.
0: Okay, so before he voiced Darth Vader and Mufasa, uh, this guy was the very first guest ever to appear on Sesame Street.
5: A. B. C. D. Come on. E. (laughs) James Earl Jones. Yes!
0: Talk about yeah, someone's I, voice that you could uh, listen I know, to. Oh, no. how
5: do you ever? Jeez. You know, so I, I, it's it's you could listen to forever. I know he's read the Bible and everything else, and he's just uh, one of my heroes and champions. Wow. All
1: right, this musician entertained Oscar the Grouch with the song Nasty Dan.
2: Now Nasty Dan was a nasty man the whole
1: day long. Good for Johnny him. Cash! <laughs> Good for the yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man in Black.
5: Yes. Yeah, it was from, uh, from the
1: 1970s. That was from Cash's 1975 uh, children's album that he made, actually.
5: Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a Johnny I Cash fan. I didn't know he had
1: a kid's did. album. i got to check it out.
0: All right, and this is the final one. This musician performed a cover of Ernie's Ode to His Favorite Bath Toy.
1: Mama Ducky,
2: you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber dummy, I'm off the fun of you.
5: I can see his face and I can't come up with his name. What if I Oh said, wait. I want a clue.
0: Okay, what would if what if I said Tootie Fruity?
5: Yeah, that's the dude. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yeah. You're not helping me here. All right. What if uh, I said, Little Richard. yes yeah, exactly. Richard. Yes, you got it. It was I, in there. I, so I'm seeing his body. Yeah, you know that's, and I and the hair and so I was trying to go like oh you know because okay. he was so long and his body kind of curled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You got me being silly now. <laughs>
0: Uh, you did it! You got them all correct. You know your you know your Sesame Street superstars, which of course you are one of them.
5: So <laughs> thank you, thank you so very much.
0: John Carlo Esposito currently stars in the Disney Plus Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Season two is available now. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Pleasure. <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
1: Hey, my name, Anagrams, to thou jolt a cannon?
0: Our games were written by our staff, along with Emily Winter and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grundman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias.
1: Ophira Eisenberg.
0: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.